Greetings and welcome to an Odyssey in Torah. Torah, I'm your host, Dan Riley. Scientists tell us the most powerful forces in the universe are strong and weak nuclear gravity and electromagnetism. These forces are not out there. They are right here. We are enveloped in them, yet our senses cannot engage them. Who among us has seen gravity, heard the binding of protons and neutrons, or touched a radio wave? What we experience with our senses is their effect. While these abstruse laws relate to the macro forces of the universe, we can experience some strange phenomenon in our daily lives as well. A butterfly can flap his wings in Argentina and set off a cascade of atmospheric events that weeks later can spur the formation of a tornado in Galveston, Texas. We know this as the butterfly effect. A naval historian and author observed that assigned work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Every executive, manager, author, ordinary person cleaning their garage or organizing their closet knows this is true. Whatever reasonable time is allocated to get a project done will be consumed by that project. Today, this phenomenon is named after the author that documented the observation. Serial Parkinson is called Parkinson's Law. Anyone that has ever tried to navigate the DMV is a first-hand witness to what Professor Lawrence Peter discovered, that in any hierarchical organization, a person who is competent at their current job will receive promotions until they are promoted to their level of incompetence. Of course, we know this as the Peter Principle. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about another one of these crazy laws. It is called the Pareto Principle, more commonly known as the 80-20 rule. Most people have some vague notion of what it is, but please pay attention. We are going to explore some fascinating and little-known applications to this rule that can benefit everyone, not just speakers. First, some background. About 125 years ago, Vilfredo Pareto, an Italian economics professor from Lausanne University, was investigating wealth in Great Britain. He discovered that about 20% of the people had 80% of the wealth. He found this so curious, he investigated earlier periods in Britain. Same results. After seeing this, he expanded the search to other countries for which there were reliable statistics at the time. He found the same phenomenon in France, America, and Switzerland. Then he specifically analyzed land ownership in his own country, Italy. Guess what? 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the people. Because Professor Pareto was not highly effective at explaining his discovery, and information distribution was a lot tougher 100 years ago, his findings did not become well known until around 1950. It was at this time that management consultant Joseph Duran used Pareto's concepts specifically for quality control purposes. Today, the observations and applications of the 80-20 rule are numerous and startling. This principle, by comparison, makes the butterfly effect look rudimentary. Since Prato's time, academicians and statisticians have given formal names to the principle and its derivatives. The principle of factory sparsity, Pareto efficiency, and power law distribution are but a few. What is key to remember here is that the top 20% of people, natural forces, 
economic inputs, and all manner of causes that can be measured lead to 80% of the results or outcomes. Don't get hung up on 80-20 specifically. It will not always be the exact ratio. The focus should be the omnipresent lopsided ratio between causes and results. This concept is counterintuitive because logically thinking, we expect to see an approximate one-to-one ratio with causes and results. The universe does not work by our logic. Let's look at some examples. Less than 20% of the world's population consumes 80% of its energy. 20% of rain clouds produce 80% of rain. 20% of all recorded music is played 80% of the time. 80% of our food comes from 20% of the land. 80% of all crime comes from less than 20% of the population. Less than 20% of the people own more than 80% of the world's wealth. 80% of scientific breakthroughs come from 20% of the scientists. Let's look at some business and consumer examples. 80% of all retail sales come from 20% of the items. Given any poker game, 80% of the winnings will go to 20% of the players. 80% of the management problems of business encounters will come from 20% of the staff. 20% of the employees will account for 80% of the sick calls. 20% of the employees will account for 80% of the overall productivity. Okay, let's look at some personal examples. This may be eye-opening for some. You wear 20% of your wardrobe 80% of the time. Within the universe of the foods you consume, you eat 20% of them 80% of the time. From your music library, you listen to 20% of your music 80% of the time. If you watch YouTube videos, 80% of what you watch will come from 20% of your subscriptions. You interact with 20% of your Facebook friends 80% of the time. Of all the restaurants you frequent, you will go to 20% of them 80% of the time. If you are a frequent reader of fiction, 80% of what you read will come from 20% of the authors you know. 80% of what you watch on TV comes from less than 20% of your channels. And if you're a Bible student, 80% of your favorite passages come from 20% of that good book. Pareto's principle can be seen all around us. The most exciting aspect of this principle is that it can be deployed to significantly improve all aspects of one's life. Of all the results you are currently experiencing from your career, business, relationships, avocations, or even your habitual state of mind, Understand they are coming from a small portion of what you actually do relative to that category. The key is to determine those few things, the 20% that you do that drive your positive outcomes, the 80%. As an example, let us take a generic salesperson. Her sales commissions are equal to an annual income of $50,000. In a typical 40-hour work week, she must perform certain activities to produce that income. She makes sales calls via the telephone, makes sales calls in person, analyzes market trends. 
She attends meetings, holds meetings, entertains clients, and gives sales presentations via Zoom. Of all these activities, a few have a disproportionate effect over the others in driving her overall results. If she wants to double her income, she needs to identify those activities with the disproportionate impact. How does she do that? The answer is as plain as a hunter's moon in October. Those activities that she most enjoys and tends to be outstandingly proficient at are what drives her performance results. Let me say that again. Those activities that she most enjoys and tends to be outstandingly proficient at are what drives her performance results. In this example, she is great at analyzing market conditions and entertaining clients. By increasing the time spent on those two activities and entertaining more clients in markets with double-digit growth while simultaneously decreasing or eliminating time on the other perfunctory activities, her sales and commission will undoubtedly grow. Sure, there are going to be some tedious tasks one has to do or tolerate with any job, but not nearly as many as we typically do. If someone wants to adopt the 80-20 way of life and apply it to any aspect of their life, the best two areas to concentrate on are time and habit. A student says to his master, God, time flies. The master says, no, time stays. You fly. Getting the most from the Pareto Principle requires understanding the vagaries of personal time. We now know that time is not fixed. It is not absolute. It speeds or slows depending on gravity and velocity. Regarding us and our daily lives, time is a psychological construct. From an 80-20 perspective, we experience time in one of two ways. There's the small quantity of time, the 20%, that drives the 80% of our outcomes. There's the larger chunk of time, the 80%, that delivers the mere 20% of our outcomes. The emotions, experience, and velocity of our minds determines the rate time moves for each of us. Just like the universe itself, personal time has a dualism, a yin and a yang quality to it. Seemingly opposite or contrary forces are really interdependent, interconnected, and complementary. As one force recedes, the other ascends. It is the receding force that is driving the ascending force and vice versa. There is a time for patience and perseverance in non-action, which support those times of massive action when creative forces are exploding. We have all experienced those rare moments, whether from athletics, dance, music, or just time spent with somebody else. When we are happiest, when time either flies or stands still, psychologists refer to this as being in the flow, in the zone, or a peak experience. These tiny fragments of time, less than 20%, are worth many days, weeks, months, or even years of what we would call normal time. Other periods of our life we are bored, miserable, or just melancholy. Our universe is receding. We are in the dog days of August. 
The 80-20 way requires understanding this dualism and riding the wave of our personal time accordingly. There is a time to undertake a new enterprise and there's a time to hold steady. Engaging in those activities that bring us the highest excitement when our time is flowing, when we are moving with the universe, will produce an explosion of desired outcomes. And for anyone complaining they don't have enough time, I'll remind you, you have all there is. Let's take a look at habits. A little consideration of your activities every day will reveal that about 80%, here's that number again, the number is probably actually more, of your day is driven by habit. Upon awakening, it is the same routine every morning. You probably go to the same Starbucks or the same thing on the way to work. I suspect driving to work, you even use the same lanes on the highway each day. And when you get to work, a whole new set of habits begin. Our daily lives consist of scores of successive behaviors performed habitually. This is uncomfortably true. Take inventory of your daily habits. Are they serving you well? Part of living an 80-20 way is developing habits that drive the outcomes we desire. Another example. Susan, upon awakening every morning, after attending to nature, spends time with her favorite pen and thinks. With a legal pad of paper, Susan writes her current goal or goals on the top of a blank page. While she proceeds to think, she captures her thoughts on that page. Susan does this for no less than 45 minutes, five days a week. Most of her ideas won't lead to much, but some will, and she takes action on those that do. Capturing good ideas is not the only benefit to this habit. This exercise deeply embeds Susan's goals into her subconscious mind, where powers greater than we can know or understand come to her aid. The muses join Susan in pursuing her goal. And at the most unsuspecting moment, riding a bike, walking in nature, or just taking a shower, Susan will get a flash of insight related to her thinking exercise that can revolutionize her life and work. Now we have Nick. Upon awakening every morning, after attending to nature, he goes to his local cafe. With him, he brings his laptop, and while enjoying his favorite drink, he surfs the internet. First thing, he needs to know more about the Yankee game. Then he catches up on some politics, a little celebrity gossip. Often he abandons his laptop and just shoots the breeze with the other Nicks in the cafe. Here's a corollary to the 80-20 rule. What is difficult at first becomes easy over time and produces a cornucopia of desired outcomes. What is easy at first over time will create great difficulties and often lead to a surplus of undesired outcomes. Susan's habit of creative thinking for 45 minutes a day is difficult at first, then becomes easy as she habituates the process. Nick going to the cafe every morning and enjoying a pumpkin spice latte is easy at first, but over time could compromise his outcomes. Susan gets massive positive outcomes and Nick, well, maybe Nick thinks at night. But the truth is both of their activities become habits. The same 45 minutes pass for both, or maybe not. 
Maybe their 45 minutes were not the same. Remember, we know now time is not absolute. To sum up Pareto's principle as it relates to the individual, small causes can produce large results. Don't major on minor things. And strangely enough, you can create more with less. For my part, that's all there is. This is Dan Riley taking you on an odyssey into oratory. Until next time, throw off those bow lines. We're on the move now.